give an uncertain sound who shall prepare himself to battle. So therefore, that sound cannot be uncertain because if it's uncertain, then the people that's supposed to hear the sound, then they will not rise up. So it has to be the same sound. That's what we see in Genesis chapter number 11. They all are hearing the same sound and therefore it's bringing about the oneness. And we're going to see how the, the power of oneness is when it comes down to scripture and how important it is. Because it communicates the same thought. It's, it's just like this. We, we can all be in the same, same setting, but everybody may not receive the same thought. And there's a reason why. Let's go back to Genesis. Can we walk through the pages this morning? Can we walk through the Word of God? Now, going back to Genesis chapter number 11, okay? We, we've established the fact that it has to be one thought coming from that sound in order for there to be unity or to be oneness. Now, looking at verse number 2 in Genesis chapter number 11, and it says, And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. All right. It says, and it came to pass as they journeyed. Life is a journey. And the Bible says, uh, as they journeyed from the east. Now, the word east there means from within. It means from within. As they journeyed from within. Amen. As they journeyed from within, east. Then the Bible says they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Okay. When we think about uh, within and we talk about the, uh, the east and, and we're making our journey from within ourselves, they find themselves traveling to a land called Shinar. Now, the word Shinar there means a divided mind. Or, and, and a divided belief. See, when they, when they began to operate within, they ran up on a, a situation of a, having a divided mind. Whenever there's a divided mind, there cannot be one thought. That, there cannot be that, that one sound that's made that everybody can communicate with. So they ended up with a divided mind and a divided belief. Now, when they come to a divided belief, uh, it, says, it comes down to being evil or good. Now, when you think about, you know, when having a divided belief, when you run upon yourself within and there's that divided belief and that belief going to have a result, either it's going to be evil or it's going to be good. So what did they really discover when they ran up on what's on the inside of themselves? Remember now the word east, within themselves. They ran up on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We all have within us, not only the tree of life, but we also have a tree of good and evil. And we have a tree, and, and put it bluntly and plainly, a tree of choices that's on the inside of us. Okay? It's a tree of choices. So because they had that divided mind and they ran upon uh, 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 the tree of choices, you know, good and evil, Watch what happens. The Bible says that there is where they dwelt. Verse number 2. It says, there they dwelt there. Sometimes we can hang out in the wrong places, right? <laughs> we will hang out in the wrong places. Amen? When it's talking about good and evil, you know, either we're going to choose evil or we're going to choose good, right? 
And we're going to hang out at one place or the other, right? So because the mind was divided and because the belief was divided, they hung out in the wrong place. Amen? All right. Now watch what happens now when we hang out in the wrong place within ourselves. See, everything takes place inside, inwardly first, before it shows up externally. So there are some things that take place inside of us, okay? Now let's look at verse number 3. Verse 3 says, And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. Now, this is very interesting, very interesting. They decided to make brick. Now, brick is man-made, okay? Brick is man-made. They decided to, to make brick rather than using the stone. Now, we get to understand and look at what does the stone represent. See, when we look at brick, we have to understand not only is it man-made, but it's self-ruling. It's self-ruling. All right, now let's look at St. Luke chapter number 20. Let's go to Luke. St. Luke, keep your place in Genesis 11 because we're going to come back there. All right, St. Luke chapter number 20, and we're going to see what they, why they, what they substituted because they substituted something. They substituted their own self-will, amen, rather than keeping the stone, amen. Now, let's look at verse number 17 in St. Luke chapter number 20, amen. Come get us some, some knowledge and revelation here this morning. Uh, St. Luke chapter number 20, New Testament, looking at verse number 17. Now, verse 17 says, And he beheld them and said, what is this then that is written? The stone. Remember the stone in Genesis 11? The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. Whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to power. That stone is Jesus Christ. So what did they do? They substituted brick. They substituted their own self-will for the stone, and the stone represents Jesus Christ. Amen? That's what happens when we have a divided mind and we're not sending out or receiving the sound with the same thought. Okay? They, they substitute their own, their own will rather than uh, uh, having Jesus Christ to lead them. So the first thing they did was they discarded Christ and decided to do, do their own thing. Amen? Now, let's take it a little bit further. Let's go back to Genesis 11. Amen? We're a teaching ministry, so we want to make sure we, we get everything that we need to know. Amen? Amen. All right, now, going back to Genesis in chapter number 11. All right, remember now, they've made a substitution. They've discarded Christ, and they've picked up their own self-will. All right, verse number 3 says, this, um, verse number 4. Verse 4 says, and they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And look what they say, and let us, sound like that's somewhere else, right? You remember what man said, Christ said, God said, let us make man in our own image. So now because they're operating in self-will, now they want to produce something. Amen. They want to produce something. So he's saying, and let us make us a name. Is that not like man? <laughs> Least we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Now, 
Let's see why they decided first to build a city. They want to build a city that's going to reach into the heavens. Let's go to Hebrews. Hmm. You may say, well, we, we're traveling, but we're a teaching ministry. So if you see it in the book, then you'll know what the word of God says. Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. We're still in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter number 11. Remember now, they build themselves a city, right? They want to build a city. They wanted to make it reach unto the heavens. Now, when we look at Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 10, let's move up to verse number 8. Verse 8 in Hebrews chapter number 11. Verse 8 says, By faith, Abraham when he was called to go out into a place, which he was called to go out into a place, which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he was going. Verse number 9 says, By faith he so joined in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in the tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Key. Look at verse number 10. Remember we talked about the city. They want to build a city. Alright. Verse 10 says. For he looked for a city. Talking about Abraham. He looked for a city. Which had foundations. Whose builder and maker is God. So they were looking for the same thing that Abraham was looking for. So he was looking for that city. Now, understand something. In Hebrew chapter 13, verse number 14, it says, For here ha have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. So they were looking for that city or trying to build a city just like Abraham was looking for. But what is that city that they were trying to build? What? It's not in the natural, it's not a physical city, but it is something else, and we're going to discover through the Word of God what that city is. Amen? Y'all ready to eat a little bit more? Amen. Let's go to Revelation chapter number 21. Revelation chapter number 21. And let's deal with that city. That city. Revelation chapter number 21. Because first thing they wanted to do was to build a city, make a name for themselves, one, a city that had a tower. That's what they wanted to do. But we got to understand what that city is. Revelation chapter number 21. Are we there? Amen. All right. Verse number 1 says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Now John is speaking. He said, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth was passed away, and there was no more sea. Verse number 2 says, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven. So they were trying to get up to heaven. Now John is saying he saw that city, that holy city, coming down from God. Look what it says. Prepared as a what? As a bride adorned for her husband. Now, who is the bride? The church is the bride, okay? So, so, when, so when we understand that, that what they were looking for, what they want to do, because build something in their own name. They, they, you know, they want to have some offsprings themselves, okay? So we're the bride. We're the bride. Now, look at verse number 9, and we'll get you some more clarity, amen, more understanding. It's still in Revelation chapter number 21. Verse number 9 says, 
And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vows full of the seven last plagues. And they talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. We are the wife of Jesus Christ, the bride. Amen. Has nothing to do with gender. We're the bride. Amen. Ain't nothing funny about it. Now, verse number 10 says this, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great what? Great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. So here we see that what they're trying to do, because they're operating in self-will, they want to have an, a, 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 a set of people that will honor them just like Jesus Christ. See, and that's how mankind is. When he's operating self-will, he always gets him some followers, right? Just like Satan, he, he, he gets some followers, right? He always wants some followers. So once we understand what they're really trying to accomplish, because what they've done, they've discarded the stone, who is Jesus Christ. Now they're operating with the brick, which means self-will. Amen? Now, let's go to Genesis chapter number 1. All right, amen? Genesis chapter number 1. Genesis chapter number 1. Amen, amen. We, are, we almost done. I went so fast. Genesis chapter number 1. Are we there? Genesis chapter number 1. And we're going to look at verse number 26. Genesis chapter 1. Looking at verse number 26. All right? Now we're going to establish something about them trying to... They are trying to, to, to make something after themselves. And we're going to see, show you through this word of God. Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 26 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image. This is very important. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth unto earth. Now, understanding now, God says, let him, he was talking about, let us make man in our image, okay? Man is supposed to be made in the image of God. Now, look at Genesis chapter number 5. I'll show you something. Genesis chapter number 5. Genesis chapter number 5. Okay, are we there? Now, beginning of verse 1, it says, This is the book of the generations of Adam. Now, we're talking about the generations of Adam. Okay? It said, This is the book of generations of Adam. This is what it says. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. He made male and female, created he them, and blessed them, and called their name what? Adam. So the man and woman both had the same name. He called them Adam. They called them Adam. Okay? And it says, in that day when they were created. Now, let's go over looking and talking about the generations of Adam. Look at verse number three. And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years. Watch this. And he begat a what? A son in his what? own likeness and after what his image and called his name Seth. All right. 
And you remember we talked about God said, let us make man in, in, in our likeness and his image. Now Adam, Adam now, because he had lost his way, he had moved away from God and did what he was told not to do. Now when he births a son, that son is birthed in his likeness and after his image. All right? And the Bible says, and they called his name Seth. Now, the word Seth there means foundation. You remember in the book of Hebrew, it talked about Abraham was looking for a city with foundations. See, the foundation is the beginning of something. And see, when you look at, for, at the beginning of something, we will come to understand uh, everything has a beginning. And when we look at the fact that everything has a beginning, here it is now, Adam now he's producing a, a man, a son, which is a builder, after his likeness and after his image, okay? Now, he's fallen from God. So he's not producing now uh, in the image of Jesus Christ because why do you think Christ had to, sh had to show up? Why do you think Christ was brought forth? Christ was brought forth not only to save the people from their sins, but the earth had lost its, the image of God. The earth had lost the image of God. So in order to bring the image of God back into the earth, Jesus Christ had to come. And, and, and see, when you, when you look at the story about Adam and Eve, I mean, there's a sexual overtone there. Because, see, when, 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 Eve, birthed, when Eve birthed a son to Cain and Abel, she birthed Cain, the word of God says Cain was of the devil. See, the, why do you think they covered the, the private parts? Think about it. See, we have to go beyond the pages and go deep. Why? When they got those leaves, amen, the fig leaves, amen, why do you think they put that apron on and covered their private parts and said they realized they were naked? Now, these are this, this is what gets me. These are spirit, spiritual beings, and they allowed the enemy, Satan, to con Eve. That, that's why it's so important that you, that you remain in the thought of oneness and having this, hearing the same sound because it's easy to be seduced by Satan. Eve was seduced by Satan, and she birthed a son called Cain. Now, Cain killed his brother. So the first sin comes in, 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 into play. So it is very important that we understand, had it not been for our Savior, Jesus Christ, the image of God would not be in the earth today. Every time we operate and, uh, and go within ourselves and operate in that tree of evil and good, and operate with, with the, making the wrong choices, we take away, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. We take away the image of Jesus Christ in the earth. Look, look at, the earth. Look at the, the earth now. Look at our nation. It is in total chaos. I mean, when, you, when you're looking for Jesus, you, you're like, okay, I, I, I surely I, would, I thought I would find God in the church house. Surely he would be there. Surely Christ would be there. I, surely I can see his likeness and his image, but the church is so much like the world, you can't tell one from the other. That's because it's lost its image. The image of Jesus Christ. We are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. We're ambassadors.
ambassadors. If nobody speaks for him, then, then, then there's nobody can hear that sound. See, we all have to speak the same sound. And see, that send out the same sound because when you send out that same sound, it will communicate the same thought. How many places are divided? We we got we got Presbyterian we got we got uh, uh, Pentecostal we got Baptist and we got we got oh I mean it's a laundry list we got non-denominational we we got all kind of denominations and what do they do they put up a wall because when you when you begin to talk to each one you know the Latter Day Saints and all this stuff and when you begin to talk to one each one has a different doctrine. So how can you communicate the same sound, the same thought, if everybody's got a different doctrine? It's not but one doctrine. It's only one word of God. Amen? If it does, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, if it's not what the Bible says, then I can't go with that. See, so we've got to be Christians. We don't take a stand for nothing. We don't take a stand for nothing. How do you think prayer got out of school? How in the world can one person, one individual, can cause prayer to come out of school? And when prayer came out of school, all hell broke loose. We, 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 need to, we need to see. We need to learn. We need to listen. We need to understand what's really going on. All of a sudden, okay, uh, now, I think it was Adam and Eve, right? Well, how did we get Adam and Adam? How did we get Eve and Eve? Please, please help me understand that. Because God's word said that is an abomination. Every time a child is born, it's supposed to be reproducing. It it produces another baby Jesus. Adam and Adam can't produce a baby Jesus. Anything in his likeness, in his image, that, that, that doesn't happen. Our mind is so messed up. Why? We're blinded by Satan. We're blinded by the enemy himself. I'm like, help help us, God. Help us, Lord, to be able to stand in these last and evil days. And I done got way off. Okay, let's go back to Genesis chapter number 11. Amen. Because, because we got to understand now, we, some books that no one would be able to read except us. We're, we're that book. We're the book where anyone should be able to go in and read and they can learn about Jesus Christ. Amen. We're that open book. We're that open book. Now, back to Genesis chapter number 11. Amen. Dealing with the power of one. Amen. Now, remember now they, they want to make a city. So here it is. Their foundation is building somebody just like them. Self-will. Self-will. Uh, don't need God. So many people now, oh, I, I, I don't need God. I, 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 you know, I, I don't need fellowship. I don't need church anymore. I can stay at home and, you know, I can. Okay. But you're going against the book. You're going against God's word. God's word tells us we're supposed to come together. He says so many have forsaken you know, the, the fellowship, the coming together. So many have already done this. All we have to do is read the book. There is nothing new under the sun. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it has already declared it. What we've seen before has already happened. Even when things are going on now, it's already happened. Let, let, me, let me share something with you. I'm going to get back to the text. Now, when we talk about, about uh, the, 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 new, the new movement, this LBJ and all this stuff, listen, that's written in the book of Hebrew. It's written in the Hebrew, and, it's, and, uh, and I think it's chapter 1, verse number 20, going on through that. That was back in Paul's day. So this is nothing new under the sun, what we see. 
All we got to do is read the book and we will know, okay, the, the, the times have been here before. Amen. The word has been here before. Now, going back to Genesis chapter number 11, be obedient. Going back to Genesis chapter number 11. Now, God is watching. He's watching. He's watching. He's always watching. Okay. Now, they want to build that city. They want to have their own followers. Uh, they want a tower, and then they want a name for themselves. They want a name for themselves. See, in, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. So they wanted somebody that's going to bow down. Mankind wants someone that they can bow down to that will bow down to them. See, they, they try to duplicate because they've got a divided mind. Satan has entered into the mind. They're trying to duplicate everything that Jesus Christ has done. Watch what happens. When God, God does get tired. God does get tired. Now, verse number 5 says this. We're in Genesis chapter number 11. Genesis chapter number 11. Now, verse number 5 says, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the who? Children of men built. God didn't build it. it the Bible says... Christ came down to look. God came down, and he wanted to check out what the children of men have built. Do you not know God would check out our stuff? We think we got it all going on. We think we, we, we've arrived. God said, let, let me go down here and check this out. And he'll give us time now to, us, to, to make us think, you know, that, that we got it all going on. He'll give us that time, and he'll, he'll wait. But he always knows the right time to come down and confuse. Because if he doesn't confuse man, man will be, man, this earth, this world, this nation, the globe, it will be a complete uh, annihilation of it. So he has to come down and confuse man. Because, see, it, the children of man have built this stuff. Look at the whole lot of stuff man has built. Man has built things that will blow and annihilate the whole entire world. And they think it's right. But, you know, the other day, Dr. Mann and I was watching television. That was a, uh, a minister on. I, I don't even call his name. I'll tell you how crazy a man is. Now, he's on national TV, and you're going to find some food that will listen to him. He was on national TV telling the reporter that God justified, is justifying or will justify uh, President Trump if he goes to war and, and blow up North Korea. It gave him, the work, God gave him the justification to do that. Now that ain't in the book. I mean, you, you, you got to be careful what you're listening to. Didn't I tell you how divided mind? See, the, the, the church has divided minds because they're not following what the word of God says. Listen, you dealing, I won't call him a madman, but anyhow, you know, you're dealing with somebody that, that's not thinking clearly and you just got a backing from God. How many times we, we done done some things and somehow we thought we had a backing from God and we did it. And then we later found out, uh-oh, I made a mistake. Do you see how dangerous that is? See, if you're sending that sound out and communicating a, a thought, how many people received that communication, that sound, that thought that that man released? That is ludicrous. That is totally crazy. At his best. I mean, I, 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 justified by God to go to war. And many, many men and women will lose their children. 
to war. Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit. But we're talking about the power of war now, because you can operate in the power of war even going doing something wrong. Your mind is, oh, you can see what happens. We're going to have to connect with somebody. Either we're going to connect with Satan or we're going to connect with God. If our mind is with Satan, we're going to follow the evil path all the way. We're going we're gonna to get on that path. And then the crazy part is the results. Each one has a result. Evil has a result. Good has a result. Evil, when, when Satan gets through using you, you left that hole in the bag and you looking like a fool. He gone. He gone to the next victim. Amen. But if you do something good, it also has, it, it has its benefits. Amen. And I praise God for the benefits of Jesus Christ. I praise God for those benefits. Amen. Now, so, so when we're operating in whatever we want to do, God said, I got to go down there because they're going too far. They've, they've, gone, they've gone too far. Now, Genesis chapter 11, verse number 5 says, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And verse 6 says, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is what? Warned. They were warned in doing wrong. You don't do wrong by yourself. You're going to get somebody to go with you. Right? Now, listen. Wait a minute. We ain't been saved all our life. Come on now. Come on. We ain't been saved all our life. We're going to go out there and party. You ain't going to party by yourself. You're going to get you a crew, right? You're going to get somebody to go with you. Amen. So don't be so holy and sanctified. My Oh, no. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we all been there. Amen. And some of us got trophies and T-shirts. Amen. We were, we, were the, we were the center of the party, right? Ain't that right, Doc? I'm just using him as an example. Amen. Amen. Uh, he told me something the other day, and I don't, that's a private secret. So, you know, amen. 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 But, but, but we've got to have somebody to go with us. Amen. Because you can't have, just have fun by yourself, especially when it's the devil's work, right? So, so, so what happens is the Lord says, wait a minute, they, they, they become warned of this. I mean, warned of doing the wrong thing. When you go commit a crime, you're you going to take somebody else with you most time. Amen. You're you going to have some partners. Amen. And y'all going to do the same thing. Amen. Come on now. Come on. Amen. Even if you're going to go in the store and, and rob something, take something from Walmart, you're going to have somebody watching for you. So you got somebody going with you, right? Mm, partners in crime. Be careful with that. Now, don't he says now, he said they've become one. They had the same sound, same thought. They heard the same sound. And they have all one Language. Remember? Language is the sound that communicates the thought. They all had the same thought. That's why it's so important. We know the voice of God. So when the trumpet sounds, that we will be able to hear that sound and get up. Amen. Having the same thought. Now, you've got to have the same thought. Because you can easily be misled. Amen. We all have been misled at one point or another in our life. Amen. And called it God. Amen. I've, hey, I've done it. Amen. Amen. I don't exempt myself from anything. Amen. Because we've all been there. We've all done it. Now, the Bible says now, it says they all have one language, and this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. In other words, whatever in their imagination, because they're in that spirit of oneness, even though it's the wrong way, then, okay, God said, listen, whatever they put in their mind, they're going to do it. It's just like us. Whatever we put in our mind, we're going to go do it. 
It's just like, it's like this with me. You know, I'm a, uh, the doctors say I'm a diabetic. The doctors say. I, I don't receive it. Amen. But then there are certain things I'm not supposed to have. You know. But when I get it in my mind, I want me some ice cream or a milkshake. If I keep thinking about that milkshake and that ice cream, well, it won't be long. I'm going to be there at McDonald's. I'm going to have me a milkshake. Amen. Or I'm going to be at Ingalls having me some ice cream. Amen. So if I keep thinking about it long enough, I'm going to have it. No, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, it all begins in the thought. It never manifests itself before it begins in the thought. Amen. So we get to, I don't know why I did that or what happened. Yeah, you do. You entertain the thought. And if you entertain the thought long, I'm a witness to it. If you entertain the thought long enough, you're going to go have what you want. Well, I will have me a, a cup of ice, well, the, the little pint, the pint, you know. And they say you have a little bit at a time. No, I eat the whole thing. Amen. Come on, can we get real? No, we're not, that's not good for my body. And then, I'm, you know, later on in the afternoon or early in the morning, I'm up to checking my sugar. Well, why am I having to check it so regularly? Because I know I make the wrong thing. Oh, I'm not the only one been there. Come on, y'all. I'm not the only one been there. Amen. Yeah, everybody got whatever they like, right? Let's be real. Let's, let, let's, let's, let's be real, okay? All right, now. What they imagine to do. Now, verse number 7 in Genesis chapter number 11 says, then this is what God's speaking. He said, go to. Now God is saying, let us go down. You do not want God to come down on your turf. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. If you think you're crazy, you will be crazy. And whoever's with you won't be crazy too. God said, let us. See, now, 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 now the man is coming down. God himself. Because he knows man is a fool. He knows that. Oftentimes, my, brother, my son-in-law and I, we're always talking about, where is God going to go? I'm going to be surprised when God strikes us. Because God, one day God's going to say, enough is enough. And when he let loose, whatever he's going to let loose, I tell you, I, I, I'm praying that God would just keep me because we got to go through trials and tribulations. We're going to go through the great tribulation. Don't think that we're going to just, oh, the rapture is going to take place and I'm not going to, you know, that, that's a lie. That's not what the books say. We're going to go through the great tribulation. You go in the book of Revelation, it, it asks a question. Who are those in these white robes? It says those are the ones that come out of the great tribulation. So how do you think you're going to escape when the Bible says something different? But there's going to come a time when everything is taking place and going through that great tribulation. That's going to be over. And then, then we're going to be able to go home with the master. We're not going to escape. Amen. Because we still got some mess on us, right? We, st- we still got mess, right? Amen, amen, amen. We still got some mess, amen. You know, we're notorious for wearing faces to church house. You know, you walk in, oh, everything's high. Oh, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. And you just had hell before you left. We wear that face. Everything is a no. Be honest. See, and one thing the church has got to do is we have to get to the place where we can come and we can share our deficiencies and not be judged. Hello? In today's society, when, you, when, you, when you're into the church house and you want to share what you've been through or what you're going through, the next thing you know, they, mean they, become a, they be that little bird flying everywhere telling your business. Amen? They're everywhere. They're in the room. 
We got, we got, some, we got some work to do, right? <laughs> we have got some work to do. All right, now let's go. Ahead. He says, let us go down. He's coming down now. He said, and confound their language. In other words, he said, listen, that, that sound that's being communicated, that wrong sound, because right now the wrong sound is going forth in the earth. He says, now let's go down. We got to confuse these people because it's crazy. They're crazy. And then the latter part of verse 7 says, that they may not understand one another's speech. Now, the word speech there means through the application of sound, it can change an object or an organism or a condition from being from worse or, or it can be, change it to being better. So he had to, he had to confuse that, that, their speech so they couldn't, they couldn't speak or understand one another. I mean, have you ever been with, walking with someone? The Bible says except two walk together, they can't agree. So if you weren't walking together, you can't agree. That means God didn't confuse the speech somewhere. It's either God didn't confuse the speech or Satan, one or the other. Okay? So, but what God does here, because they were going in the wrong direction, now he says we've got to confuse their speech so that the, each one, all they have parted with one another, then they cannot understand what's going on. And then verse 8 says, So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth, and they left off to build the city. See, if God had not stopped that, they would continue to do what they're doing. Now, let me show you one other thing here. One other thing. Flip over to chapter number 10 in Genesis, and we're going to be done. And chapter number 10 in the book of Genesis, and we'll, we'll, we will be, we'll be done. Now, how did all of this get there? How did they get this divided mind from within? How did that happen? How did that happen? Look at, let's look at verse number 8 in Genesis chapter number 10. Verse 8 says, And Cush begat Nimrod. Now, the word Nimrod there means rebellion. And it also means self-ruling, okay? And the Bible says he began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore, it is said, even as Nimrod, which means self-ruling, because that's what man wanted to do at that time. They wanted to rule rather than God. Remember now, they made brick. For, for mortar, rather than having stone, they wanted to use brick. Something was made by man. They, they discarded the stone, who is Jesus Christ. So they want to rule, just like man wants to rule in the earth today. Now it says, uh, and the beginning, talking about Nimrod, that's self-ruling, verse number 10, and the beginning of whose kingdom, of his kingdom, Nimrod's kingdom, was called Babel. See, that's the chapter number 11. Babel means confusion. That's how it all got started. It got started by Nimrod, okay, uh, who cushed uh, uh, birth, and that means self-ruling, and it's the beginning of his kingdom. Mankind has always wanted a kingdom. So here he is. He's trying to establish his own kingdom by using uh, 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 Nimrod, and Nimrod means rebellion, self-ruling. So whenever we decide we want our own kingdom, and that's what's happening now, we want our own kingdom. I remember a man died, and we, we, we're finishing. That was, that was a man died, and, and when, when his church family put him up in the chair and said they're going to make him a king. Oh, no, that's only one king. One king. One king, and his name is Jesus Christ. 
when you sit somebody down in a chair and you don't raise him up and call him king, oh, no, you have really crossed the line. You talking about a red line? You didn't cross every line. Amen. Black, white, purple, and green. Every line you crossed. There is only one king, and that king is Jesus Christ himself. The power of one. And I pray that you all are able to receive from the word of God. And I hope if, they, if you have any questions, ask me. Never walk away. Because, see, there's more to this than the on-surface teaching. You got to go deeper. And once you go deeper, you get some revelation. You'll discover some things you never knew. But it's been there all the time. We just never took the time to, to go on that journey and examine the word of God. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 We are thankful and we are grateful today for your presence. Amen. Amen. God is an awesome, awesome, awesome God. Amen. So we're, we're 